Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
are about to contemplatively enter this story that takes place on and near the Sea of Galilee. And this is not simply um, a story that carries some kind of historical information, um, but it is um, a way that Christ is wanting to inform us, uh, to shape us. By modeling a kind of a spiritual journey and by teaching us um, the inner meaning of his way. So in light of that, uh, let's enter the story together. And when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a solitary place by himself. When Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a solitary place by himself. Upon hearing this painful news of John's death, his murder, uh, Jesus Um, withdraws um, to a solitary place, to a place of solitude. So out out of this suffering, out of this pain, um, he felt moved to go into a place to be alone. I wonder about us, I wonder about you. Um, Can you recall a time when maybe out of your own pain or a time of suffering, you were drawn to solitude? You were drawn to be alone. Um, Where did you go? Um, What what was it about solitude that drew you there out of your own pain and suffering? So just take a few moments and just see if you can recall a time and where you went and what that was like and what was it that was drawing you to be uh, alone, Uh, like, like Jesus was in this story.
And when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a solitary place by himself. When the people heard of it, they followed him on foot out of the cities. Jesus came forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their weak ones. Jesus came forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their weak ones. We see another step in this movement of Jesus, this journey, beginning with suffering at the sad news, and moving into solitude, to a place away. And out of that solitude gave him the ability to see. He emerged from that place with eyes to see. And then the scripture says he was moved with compassion. Compassion, interestingly, literally means to be moved in one's gut. To be moved in one's gut. And in that, then he turned toward them. He moved toward the people. This scripture for me comes on a week where I have become very aware of there's a person in my life that I have had trouble as of late being able to turn towards them. 
like full on. It's been easier to just be like side by side, kind of parallel. You know what I mean? And as I was coming to consciousness about this and just paying attention when I was in their presence, I mean, I literally felt as if my shoulder was being pulled back to not turn towards. And so as when we were preparing for our, with the scripture for this service today, this just leapt off the page at me. Jesus was moved with compassion from here. For those of you who lead with your gut, good for you. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then he went towards them. So I wonder how you are being moved towards someone. Or how are you being held back? And what would it take? What would it take to turn you towards them? What would it take?
When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, the place is solitary and the time is now past. Send the people away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, they have no need to go away. You give them to eat. And they said to him, We have nothing here except five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, bring them here to me. He commanded the multitude to recline on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up into the heavens, he blessed and he broke and gave to his disciples the loaves. And the disciples gave to the multitudes and they all ate and were filled and they took up the remaining fragments 12 baskets full and the ones eating were about 5,000 men beside women and children so we have seen uh, this journey that Jesus um, had been on from from suffering to solitude to seeing from this place being resourced in solitude by his source, the Father, and how that moves him to service. Um, It says in the text right before that Rachel just read that he, he healed them. 
right? He healed them. He healed their weak ones. And, and the word heal really is, comes from a word that means to serve, means to a servant. And to, it, it's the word therapy or therapist in Greek. And so this, he is, and all of us are called to be a servant of wholeness, a servant of wholeness. And so we see him on this journey and a little, little mini journey from suffering all the way to, to being a servant to wholeness, a servant of wholeness. And what's interesting in this passage here is the disciples, while recognizing this is a place of solitude, it's a solitary place, they only see it as lack. They only see it as desolate. They see it as empty. They, they, they see it like this, this is not a good place and not a good time. Right? Do you hear that? Send them away. This place is solitary. The time is now past. You just kind of sense the lack and the emptiness and it's like there's nothing here. But this is the very place that Jesus went for solitude and the place where he was resourced. But they just don't see it. And, I mean, bless their hearts. I mean, they're, they're working with what they feel like they've got. You know, so they're trying to come up with, you know, this is not a good place. Let's just make the best of it that we can. Send them away so they don't starve. Right? So they're doing the best that they can. But Jesus says, no, they don't need to go anywhere. You give them something to eat. And so it's, it's interesting, I, I think, that he, they've, they've seen him model this journey from solitude to, to ultimately to seeing and to serving. And we have to remember, he's not just doing all this to be a miracle worker. I mean, he is that. But he's also training the disciples. And he's pushing them to say and to begin to realize this is your work. This is not just me for me. This is your calling. You're, you're called to be a servant of wholeness as well. And so he's giving them a little experiment. He's like, no, you go do it. And all they have are these five loaves and two fishes. Um, but then he says, well, bring them to me. And then it's out of that, out of bringing what they have, what little resources they think they have, bringing it to the one who is the servant of wholeness. Um, it's multiplied. It's, it's amplified. And abundance, super abundance happens. And it's, it's in, and you'll, you'll notice the very Eucharistic imagery here. He, he looks up to heaven. He, he says a good word over it. He blesses it. It's literally a good word. And then he breaks it. And then he gives it. And it's in the giving. It's in the blessing of it. Seeing the goodness and in the giving of it that it's multiplied. It's, it's amplified. And so it is an invitation to his disciples, which includes us as well. What are, what are the things maybe in my own life, in our lives, maybe the inner resources that we have that it seems small? 
but when offered to Christ, um, gets amplified as we give it. What are the things maybe if we shifted from feeling like we've got to hoard it and we've got to preserve it, that if we loosen up and offer it, somehow as we then give it, it's amplified and multiplied. What is it in your life that you're being called to offer? Um, and to see the miracle that as you then give, um, there's a superabundance, more than you could ever imagine. Um, so consider these things and what Christ is um, informing you of and teaching you to offer, to give thanks for, but to let go and to give. And in the giving, to see and experience the blessing to yourself, but also to those around you that are recipients of the gift.
And Jesus took the bread and he spoke a good word over it. And he broke it. He gave thanks and gave it to his disciples who then gave it to the people. And all ate and all were filled. All ate and all were filled. We remember also on the night before he gave his life, his being, he took the bread and he took the cup, pouring it, giving thanks. He said to his disciples, drink this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood, which is poured out for you and for many. Drink this in deep remembrance. Drink and remember me. Let's pray. O loving God and source of all, we are grateful for all the ways that you nourish us, that you give us life. We are the glad recipients of so many blessings. So many ways that you speak goodness over us and into us. Help us to, to remember. Help us to go within the solitary place of our own hearts and to know you there as our source. To know that in the depths of our heart, you always dwell. And while you dwell everywhere, and that this whole universe is your sanctuary, we have our own hidden sanctuary of the heart, this own inner place of solitude to which we can always go and be resourced to be filled with the nourishment of life, your very life. And that with this bread and this cup, we are reminded and empowered to be the bread of life ourselves, given to others. That Christ in and through us is given to the world and blessing upon blessing flows. Thank you, O loving God and source of all for the blessing we receive as we are given and as we give and for the blessing that falls upon others as they are open and receptive to your life-giving presence. We pray all these things in the name of the Christ, the servant of wholeness, the bread of life. Amen. We are each and all invited to, to the table today. 
Um, you can come to one of the two communion stations, and if you need a gluten-free option, come to the side uh, where the organ is and tell your server, and they will help you with that. When you come forward to receive the bread, just cup your hands like this in a receptive kind of way, and the server will place the bread in the palm of your hand, and then the cup will be there on the pedestal stand for you to take. You can take your communion standing right there, bring it back to your pew, come to the altar rail, step to the side, whatever is good for you. The candle banks are also open to receive your prayers. So... Let us come and let us be filled.
It's been so good to be together today. Um, thank you for your presence and bringing your, the truth of your beautiful selves here, what we share. It's really special. There are many announcements on, the, on your bulletin, and I hope that you will take time to read through those and pray about how you might participate in the different offerings that are coming that are coming on ahead. Um, I just wanted to tell you that Michael and I will be on vacation the next two Sundays. Um, we're heading to Colorado with our family um, for about a week of that, and um, so we leave today. Um, so um, please be in prayer for us. We would be so grateful. Um, but just know that Peter is preparing wonderful times of worship for you, so you need to show up and show out, okay? <laughs> So you just come and be surprised at who else is helping him out. <laughs> it's going to be lovely, I'm sure. So with that, our practice is to, um, to, to receive the good word, the good word being the benediction. Let the benediction come from within. Um, listen to your heart, and there the voice of God speaks. And take that word, put it in your hand, put it in your pocket, and take with you is in your week ahead. Grace and peace be with you.